0: touched by the song for the chorus. I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Every hour, I need thee. Now, the one that I know says, oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come to thee. We have an invitation today in the scriptures to come for the touch that we needed our lives. So whatever it is today that you are desiring, whether it's a dream or an urgent need, as we just prayed for, if whether it's something that's been on the table before the throne over and over, this might just be the moment. In the time, you know, that your persistence, all of a sudden, you know, causes the answer man to rise, you know, and and send it to you. So pray without ceasing. Amen. Never stop asking. God seems to love askers. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The one thing I've been working on real good though is is now I believe there's a God. But I'm working on do I believe that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen. I believe there's two a couple phases there. I believe a lot of people believe that there's a God. Even the devil does, you know what I mean? But, you know, Hebrews eleven six 6 says, they that come to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So <clears throat> an expectation uh, that uh, you have that You know, your coming to God is not in vain, but there is a reward for you coming to God, a reward, an anticipation, expectation. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I need the Lord. I need him every day. And I not only need him, I want him. I don't just need him for life. I want him. It's tough to live distant from God. Now he's never distant from us, but we can be distant from him. But it's tough to live that. And I not that I do live, I don't know that I do, but I know that that you know I guess you can just get closer. Because I've experienced just getting closer, those moments with God. And so that's why, I, you know, I start every day, uh, not because I'm a minister, but because I'm a child of God, spending time with him and, you know, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you today. You're great, you're gracious, and you're wonderful. I pray for the people that are here this morning, that your riches of this message will be a blessing to them. I pray for those that are not here. Lord, that uh, because the Holy Spirit is is also a messenger, I pray that he'll give them a message. Father, wherever they're at today, in Jesus' name. Amen. There was passed out to you this morning uh, uh, the date of the uh, installation service, which is October 9th. Uh, we ask you to, you know, uh, set that aside uh, and uh, for that one day, you know, uh, set your clocks just a little bit early so that, you know, you'll get here on time. Just one day out of the year, right? <laughs> we are we we have three guest uh, ministry that are going to be with us this morning in that in that installation and celebration service, and uh, uh, it's going to be a you know a powerful time, a wonderful time, and a God time. So that's uh, you know uh, October 9th, and go ahead and uh, you know what I mean. Uh, If there's somebody you'd like to invite, Uh, we want you to do that. uh, It's about our future. Amen? All right. Let's go ahead and talk this morning about the love of giving. The love of giving is the title of my message, and if you'll throw up some passage of Scripture there today, For God so loved the world, we all know it, we've all said it, we believe it, we're grateful for it, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. There's not only the blessing of giving, there is the result of giving. There is one who scatters, yet increases more. There is one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned but have not love, it profits me nothing. It's a weighty scripture, isn't it? Given it will be given to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your bosom, for with the same measure you that you use, it will be measured back to you. uh, Back to you. All right. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We're talking about the God kind of love this morning. The kingdom is a kingdom that has keys. Not just one key, but it has multiple keys. Keys that lock and keys that unlock. We all have keys, whether it's remote key or the old style, you know, foot in the keyhole key. But I'm convinced today that if you will apply this message to your life, your life account balance will go up. Your life account balance will go up. Now, you notice I didn't say, you know, just your financial account. I said your life account balance will go up. For God so loved the world. The first thing that love does is it gives. Love is what prompted God to give his son. Love or giving is an expression of love. Love. Just as God said, or Jesus said, that obeying is an expression of love. If you obey me, or if you love me, keep my commandments. There's a tremendous power and truth in this message this morning the love of giving. Because no matter where our love is at, and we are to grow uh, to so where that we have complete and full perfected love. Right? That's what the scripture says. And in a perfect love, there's, there's no fear. So love is a growing element. So what we discover is that not only Is giving an element of love, but love grows by giving. Not only by what you give, but why you give. Strong statement, but failure to give is a failure to love. It's a failure to love. I was putting together in my mind all of the scriptures that have reference to to love and giving. And they are inseparable. While you may and are able to give without loving, you are not able to love without giving. You can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. Yeah. Giving is evidence that love exists. Giving reveals God-likeness in us because the Holy Spirit Moves us to give. Giving also demonstrates that we understand that we are stewards and not owners. Stewards and not owners. Without love in our giving, We've wasted our time. Though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, how many know that is really sacrificial? That's leaving nothing on the table. But have not love, it profits me nothing. Because God is what? Well, love. Yes. He told his disciples, By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, that you have love one to another. Well, how do I know? That I love you. And how do you know, or how do I know that you love me, and how do you know that I love you? Yeah. By giving. By giving. The love of giving is supposed to be the divine, the uh, defining characteristic of Christian living. Yes. First John chapter three, verse 17, whoever has this world's goods and see his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him. How does the love of God abide in him? This became a paramount thing to my mind as I, I felt the Holy Spirit was talking to me about it. And, and I remembered this word of the Lord in Ephesians to the church at Ephesus. He said, I have somewhat against you because you've left your first love. Well, I personally have concluded that to leave our first love is to leave the love of giving. To leave the love of giving. When you stop giving because of love or because you love, because you because of your love for god and then because of your love for your brothers and sisters an amazing thing to love your neighbor as yourself how do you do that Well, the parable of the good Samaritan tells us who is my neighbor. The one that has a need and the one that gives. The one that gives. Now, I happen to be a person of... Duty. I am a, you know, I I do things systematically, regularly. I don't wait for many things for an inspiration when I have the declaration. But there is a Love that's supposed to accompany giving. Beloved, let us love one another for love is of God and who and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Well, I conclude to that that everyone that loves gives. It reflects his spirit that is within us. We must not let our love crumble by not giving lovingly. By not giving lovingly. Don't lose your first love. By not giving lovingly. Now we know the passage of Scripture from 1 Corinthians, you know how love suffers long, is kind. In other words, it doesn't let things interfere with its giving. God did not let our sins interfere with his giving. Love does not does not let, you know what I mean, our differences interfere with our giving. And of course, love doesn't give just to be noticed. To love is to give. Worship is what we give to God in love. Pastor Doug said, Let us worship God with our giving. It's what we give to God. You know in love it's more than singing it's more than giving but it's how you give and why you why you give love god's love Carries a responsibility for us to live it out. This is my commandment that he who loves God must love his brother. There is such a biblical connection between love and giving, and giving and love that. It's all demonstrated in John three sixty. It says that love lives through sacrifice and it's nourished by giving. It lives through sacrifice, but it's nourished by giving. So the question we ask is Do you love to give? Do you love to give? I want to say it again. Do you love to give? keep love alive we have to give to keep God's love alive in us and among us and to the world we have to give when God gave his son He gave something that was irreplaceable. So, the love of giving or giving out of love, you know, it gives its best. It gives its best. And it gives its best out of love. Now, I would say that in that passage of Scripture that says, though I give my body to be burned... You can't argue with the best there. But love doesn't give because it wants you to build a monument to it, to yourself. Love gives because it wants to reveal God's love. Let me take you to that story that you're familiar with in Luke chapter 21. And we all know it kind of as the widow's mite. It says, and he looked up and saw the rich putting their gifts into the treasury. And he saw also a certain poor widow putting in two mites. So he said, Truly I say to you that this poor widow has put in more than all. For all of these gave out of their abundance their offering, but she out of her poverty all of her livelihood. The difference was the motivation. She gave out of love. She gave out of her, her poverty. Here's the rich people, and bless their hearts. We need rich people. But we need... People that give because of love. Here they were, they were giving, they were giving out of law, they were giving their tithes. God did not rebuke them for giving the way they were giving. He just simply pointed out that there is a a, a, a higher motivation than just the tithe. What was the tithe? Well, in the Old Testament when when God wanted to help the people to understand what generosity was. They got their substance, their increases. He says, they don't know what generosity is. And so God says, I'm going to show you what, you know, the level of generosity is. And that's why he said, you give 10%. Is generosity by the law. Think about it. And that's what that's what ten percent is. It's a guide to generosity. It's not the top of generosity. It's the guide to generosity. This story of this giving of this widow's might, it tells us that the giving of that 10% was easy for them. It wasn't a sacrifice. Praise God. It didn't put a burden on their budget. But here she is. It didn't just put a burden on her budget. It exhausted her budget. We're talking about the love of giving. The love of giving. There's another example Found in 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Paul writes, Brethren, okay, just just now, just think for a moment as Paul was standing here. He said, I want to tell you. Now he's not talking to the churches of Macedonia, he's talking to the churches of Corinth. He said, Brethren, I want to make known to you the grace of God bestowed upon the churches of Macedonia. That in the great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. Let me just say it this way. They didn't let their checkbook determine their level of giving. They let love determine the level of their giving. For I bear witness that according to their ability, yes, and beyond their ability, that they were freely willing. In fact, it is imploring us with much urgency that we would receive the gift and the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. Not only as we had hoped, but first they gave themselves to the Lord and then to us by the will of God. So I urge Titus that as he had begun now, Paul actually has sent a letter, so I wasn't preaching, but you're in luck this morning. Paul's standing here, okay? Um, that you would also complete this grace in you as well. He said, Give me. Love more. Let it abound in you. He says, see that that you abound in this grace also. So what he's saying is they're abounding in a number of arenas of their life. But he says they can do better when it comes to giving Now, I'm not sure that, you know, he was referencing, you know, the amount as much as he was referencing why. There can be. For God so loved that he gave I believe that Jesus tries to teach us when he comes on the scene with these pictures that he gives to us, he tries to tell us that love, love needs no law to tell it how much to give and when to give. It doesn't need a law. It doesn't need the law of 10% from the old covenant. It goes by the law of the love of liberality. Thank you, Jesus. The law of love goes beyond the natural The law of love is purposeful. Let everyone purpose what he will give. It's purposeful. There's a need, or there's a reason. It considers it and it responds out of love. It responds out of love. And so, Jesus, with all of this, he makes this amazing promise with regard to the love of giving. He said, if you give out of love, I'll see to it that it's given back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. It will, it will add to your life account. It's a game. wasn't Jesus, who was rich, I mean, no, Jesus was rich, <laughs> yeah. became poor he gave it all he emptied it out you know what i mean so that someone else could become rich now don't over spiritualize that and you know and say well you know what i mean we're just going to work on their spirit it's a key the key to the future, that this is how the kingdom works, and God's getting us ready to prepare us for the reign of the kingdom, and not only the reign of the kingdom, but the rule of the kingdom. You see, when that kingdom comes in its fullness... The rule of the rule will be love. The oversight will be... So what am I saying? Well, maybe I said a lot of things, but I'm saying this. You need to learn to love God with His own money. Learn to love God with His own time. Learn to love God with His own talent. Learn to love God with the God motivation. Let me say thank you, Pastor. All right. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. It has always been my heart to try to help people. God don't need your money. you need to give so we can have money? Now, where's this plane at? You can be on the plane... That all the world is at. And that is, he reigns, rain on the just and the just alike. That can be the capstone of your life. You function no different. The, 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 the boundaries of it is just like the world. Are you going to get rain? Absolutely. Are you going to have those mountaintops? Absolutely. Get some valleys? Absolutely. But you remember when he said, I show you a way more perfectly? He said it was a way of Love. God says, I've went ahead and I've went ahead and, and, and set this thing in order. But here's how you can get heaven involved. You can get heaven involved in your life that excels what is just the standard plane. He said, I will open the windows of heaven And I will pour out a blessing that your storehouse can't contain. He says, the losses that you may experience in keeping my word, there will come a time when I will make sure that they have to reverse it.' got to be reversed. Because God gets involved. Because you put the key. In. Think about this the importance of love. Without love, all we say is ineffective. Without love, all that we know is incomplete. Without love, all we believe is insufficient. Without love, all that we give is insignificant. And Without love, all that we accomplish is inadequate. Because you see, we can do all those things Without love. But when we do them with love, it is more than them all. It's more than them all. It's the measure of love that gives value to the giving. And with that, I'm not just talking about money. But you know, I haven't done a lot of it, but I don't mind talking about it because Jesus talked about it a lot. See, the kingdom of God is not about coercion. Now, where he forces us against our will, how? No. Let everyone purpose in his heart. But he also says, you want to purpose in your heart on a regular basis. Find the, that, that dynamic principle of the kingdom, you know what I mean, where you give regularly. Paul wrote in, to the Corinthians, says, let each one lay aside at the first of the week. So he's showing us how that we need to purpose a systematic giving. Let him do that. So your purpose in your heart. But then also Paul writes in Galatians and says this, Galatians chapter 6. Let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we'll reap if we do not lose heart. What's he talking about? He's talking about giving. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us give or do good to all. Yeah. I don't wake up every morning all inspired. Maybe you do. I don't. Especially now. Now. Because I have to work out the, you know, the kinks that arthritis gives me in the morning. You know what I mean? I have to go ahead and walk through this, this you know, oh, my goodness, that hurts. You know? I used to wake up. Now I wake up and I can't move. I used to wake up, and I was never groggy. Now I wake up and I'm groggy. I have to work through it. Give cheerfully and freely. God doesn't force. No. He wants you to love. You see, God wants... He wants children. God wants partners. God wants friends. He's not trying to make us slaves. No. He says, be cheerful. Don't be begrudging. You know, keep a good attitude. And remember this. Paul wrote as he was addressing the church at Ephesus, It's more blessed to give than it is to receive. Now, I wish that one wasn't there, but it's there. So, uh, you know, let's buy into it, church. It's it's down, it's written. There's more blessing in giving than there is in, or there's more happiness in giving. Than there is in receiving. Now there's some happiness in receiving. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but giving, you'll be the most happy. He says, if you give, give your time, your talent, your treasure. Yeah. You see, the kingdom of God works on generosity. It works on generosity. For God so loved that He gave His only Son. I was not asking for your Son. He's not asking for your daughter. He's not asking for your house, your car. He's asking for your love. He's asking us to respond, to reciprocate his love. Well, how we give. Because you can give without love. Oh, well, I have to. Now you don't. As far as I'm concerned, you can give without love, but God says you can't, so. It all goes to the same place in our checkbook, but... (laughs) And let's close it up today, shall we? God says, when you give, give your best and give it first. Give your best and give it first. Why? Because that's what love does. That's what love does. I'm gonna read from Job chapter five. It's kind of a, 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 a uh, synopsis of when you put God first. When you put God first. And this is taken from the Message Bible. And it's Job chapter 5, 21 through 26. And you tell me if this is how you would, what you would like. You'll be protected from vicious gossip and live fearless lives through any catastrophe. You will shrug off disaster and famine. And stroll fearlessly among the wilderness or the fields. You'll be on good terms with rocks and mountains. Creation. You'll have friends even among the animals. You'll know that your place on earth is safe. You'll look over your goods and find nothing missing. You'll see your children grow up, your family lovely and graceful as the orchard grass. You'll arrive at your grave ripe with many good years, like sheaves of gold and grain. At harvest, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and its right ways, because that's what righteousness is its right ways. And all of this will be added unto you. Amen the power in the status that love brings